I couldn't give everything my fa- to my family. So I was like, okay, well, let me wake up at three. And still, I was like, you know what? I can give more. Um, and it kind of pushed into 2.45, sometimes 2.30. Um, and what I noticed is I was, uh, I was just as alert and awake at 2.30 in the morning, 2.45 in the morning as I was at 5, 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, I felt better because I was, when my head hit the pillow at 9, 10 o'clock um, at, at night, I, I might have only gotten four and a half, five hours of sleep, but um, I was actually getting the exact same amount of sleep. My deep sleep, my REM cycle, my uh, all my, what I wasn't doing is I'm, I'm not waking up Welcome to the Superhuman Fathers Transformation Podcast. If you're listening to this, you're about to witness some of the most incredible transformations that have ever happened on the planet. And just by listening to this, you will be inspired to have your own transformation. If you're listening to this for the first time or you're one of the brothers in the brotherhood, go leave a review on the podcast and let the brother or member know how amazing they did and how incredible the transformation was. I'm Kyle Carnahan, founder of Superhuman Fathers, and not only am I going to change your life, I'm going to get you ripped as fuck. I don't know the full background of how Justin knows my brother Eric, or how, <laughs> you know, I don't know, all. I just like water polo, and all I know is I talked to this guy a few months back, and he just was like, okay, very like articulate and asked these questions and it was just kind of like okay 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 you know like noting I just could tell he's noting everything down and then he was just like go and I was like okay what's you know what's gonna happen and I watched this guy you guys you see that picture I mean he went from like he's a heartthrob <laughs> and so and like and the the outside appearance is nothing like all of a sudden, I think it was a few weeks in, we were starting to post our early wake-ups and like Kyle and I, you know, we're like four, four thirty. This is before Kyle was doing his two forty-five. Guess who was doing two forty-five before Kyle? Justin started posting two forty-five, and I was like, holy shit. And he is just, and, and he just showed up. He just kept moving. And uh, we're going to hear where, maybe ha- where, when the mindset changed. Wait, wait, and, wait, um, wait, wait, Yes. Yes. Who's that? Oh, I just muted you, somebody. I'm sorry. Yeah, Corey. Corey, was that sorry, you? Corey. Yeah, I, dude, that was, that was me. I, I got to get clarification here. Talk to me about this 245 shit. What the hell is that? Hey, well, hey. Justin's about to tell you, bro. Okay, hey. I, I want to hear it from Justin then. Two forty-five. So for hey, for me, I don't even post that number anywhere. Like, I don't, I don't even want people to know that shit. Sounds That's like just, the bar is being raised. Nobody should do that unless unless I, you have a vision for something that requires it. Like it require, I require it for the work I have to do. It, it's a must. Otherwise, I can't get it done. So, so, so no- Justin, are you doing two forty-five every morning? Um, okay, so let, let, let let's start off with the two forty-five thing. Um, 
Uh, the okay, answer to that is not right now. I'm at a, I'm at three o'clock during the weekdays and four o'clock on a weekend. Um, my goal is always four o'clock or before, no matter what, whether I'm on vacation, no matter what it is. Um, why 245? Well, one, uh, for those that don't know, I'm a teacher. I teach high school mathematics. So um, I basically teach the world's worst subject and force it upon an unwilling audience. So, it, <laughs> which requires a lot more than just, you know, show up and kind of give this information. I got to be creative and giving this, uh, this information stuff, but I'm a very, I've always been kind of a morning person, um, water polo or aquatic sports for anybody that's done them. Um, know that even in high school, you tend to start workouts at five o'clock in the morning. Um, so I've always been, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning, even, uh, even before superhuman fathers. Uh, but the concept behind, um, I kind of took this, this, you know, giving everything for your family and it became my purpose. So, um, I started off at like three 30 in the morning and then I was like, you know what? I just, I can't get everything I want to get done before I got to hit the gym at four. Cause I'll do the gym from four to five 30 and then I'll jump in the pool from five 30 till about six 45. Um, before heading off to work. Um, but I, I couldn't give everything my fan to my family. So I was like, okay, well, let me wake up at three. And still, I was like, you know what? I can give more. Um, and it kind of pushed into 245, sometimes 230. Um, and what I noticed is I was, uh, I was just as alert and awake at 230 in the morning, 245 in the morning as I was at 5, 530 in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Um, I felt better. Because I was, when my head hit the pillow at nine, 10 o'clock um, at, at night, I, I might've only gotten four and a half, five hours of sleep, but um, I was actually getting the exact same amount of sleep. My deep sleep, my REM cycle, my, all my, what I wasn't doing is I'm, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night anymore. I'm not, uh, I'm not tossing and turning to fall asleep and I'm not tossing and turning to wake up, trying to keep myself asleep. I'm my hit, my feet hit the floor. I pop up. Now, granted, I do go through a pot of coffee in the morning. In the morning, one pot. Now, that's because I love coffee. Um, I don't think I need a whole pot to get me going. I kind of feel the energy of my morning, but I also love mornings. Um, I love the idea that I get to do stuff while everybody else is sleeping. And uh, for the most part, my routine is wake up, start with a pot of coffee, make sure the entire downstairs, because the whole family sleeps upstairs, the whole downstairs is, uh, is completely clean. I start making um, lunches for my family um, before I head out to the gym. So that whole routine um, sets me up for just saying, hey, my first task is finished today. Um, and my first task has helped everybody in my household uh, for success. So is it, is it crazy? Hey, I, I, I don't know anybody else that's doing it until I really met Kyle. Um, but for me, it's, it's what I enjoy. I, that is my favorite part of the day. Um, I also found that through that waking up early, cause you're kind of, you're, you're pushing yourself through, you know, near 20 hour days, um, towards the evening, I was pushing my mind and my body, especially early on, I was pushing my mind and my body through a lot of failures um, as with, with things like patience, with things like um, 
with things like just being actively engaged with my family because uh, being actively engaged when you're when you're just absolutely exhausted is difficult. So my kids, my kids will be like wanting to play or do stuff. And I'm like, you know, my son says, Hey dad, let's play a video game. And I sit down and try to play a video game with him. I'm like, dude, we need to play something else. Let's go out and play catch. Because if I sit here, I'm going to fall asleep playing a video game, but I won't fall asleep with you playing catch. So it kind of, it kind of forced us to get more active um, because it was the only way I was going to stay awake. Um, but it, it pushed me through a lot of uh, different failures and different things that uh, that I've, I kind of pushed the limits there, and I, it, I grew from it. So that was kind of nice as well. But that's where the 245 thing came in. That That's just me. <laughs> Savage, dude. I love it. Impressive. We'll get, Impressive. We'll get more hey, into it in a moment. Go, Kyle. It, it just did. It, I, I just know when I'm up that my homie's up. Dude, hey, that magic, <laughs> yeah. that magic time from two, four, five to four, bro. That's like, oh, that's... there's something in the air. There's something in the air, yeah. dude. I can, yeah. I'm so creative. Like, I can write. Like, I'm, I'm in Delta, and I'm just like working and getting shit done. No one's bothering me, bro. That, that's me during the summer. I'm waking up early, and I, I've never planned. I've never planned for, uh, like, done a lot of work on planning for the next school year, and I'm just. I've read, I've read like three, I've read three and listened to two professional development books already this summer. Never done that before. I'm just taking stuff in and redesigning an entire structure of how to teach and how students can learn and stuff. Really hoping to make an impact this year. But yeah, again, same thing, 245 to four o'clock. Creativity is outrageously high at that point. So I fill that zone. And I think the point here, like the, the principle is like, is is one, you're getting a lot done. And two, like you're, that's warrior monk life, man. Like uh, I, when he talks about playing with his kids in the evening, like th- I love that shit where I can be like, I can just turn myself off. Like my pain and suffering, I just turn it off. I'm like, you have no say here. Like I will do what's right right now, regardless. I will act appropriately. I will react appropriately, even in my greatest state of suffering. And what do we always say? Man that can't suffer can't lead. And so I choose to suffer, to, to build the suffer muscle. And that's what, that's what he's talking about, man. I'm not saying everybody should do that, but the principle is there. Push yourself, you know, like lit, create your own boot camp in your daily life. Like make your life hard because we're soft. We are so soft. Anyway, thank you. I love it. It's nice to have a, uh, somebody in the uh in the pain cave with me (laughs) the warrior monk okay well something you guys also need to know about justin too is like you look at that first picture and you would never know that he was so competitive at like pretty elite level in water polo and that's what you know he he has a, a history playing my brother plays and i don't even know what i can't you'll have to explain that justin i don't know what kind of league it is but like they, it's legit. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> like, like he was like with the best guys, you know, the college, young college kids killing it. And he went from the first picture to playing in a legit uh, tournament with all these guys in just a few months and crushing it. So it's very inspiring. He is uh, the definition of warrior monk. And I love that message. And I feel um, the push to continuously sit in the suffering and 
in the growth, the growth zone with my kids. Even when, like when my daughter wants to play tag, I think of you, Justin. I go, yes, I will play tag. I will play tag. So, all right, let's kind of get into this. We're going to get a little backstory. So, Justin, we, got, we already kind of touched on being a teacher, but maybe how did you hear about Superhuman Fathers, and what was your biggest driver in participating in the program? So, um, oh, man. Uh, so, I, I, I had known for a while that the pandemic hit me pretty hard. You know, distance learning is, um, or distance teaching is, is uh, for anybody, you know, everybody, obviously a lot of you have kids. Many of you probably experienced that. Um, that that is absolute terror for children and it, it was pretty much terror for teachers as well um and i i got into some very very poisonous toxic routines uh between oh you know overeating drinking a lot sitting around uh not wanting to get just sloth gluttonous selfish behaviors left and right um and I, I had decided you know what I, I need to do something and i i went out and i tried out for um well you know, Ryan and Kyle's bro brother, Eric, uh, runs a water polo program with a couple other guys I know from college. And I actually know their brother from, uh, I actually ran a water polo program that their brother was a part of at one point. Um, but now he's running the program and I asked, hey, you know, can I try out for this team? So I go to this tournament and uh, I, I get placed on the B team. And um, I'm like, oh, man, I was kind of hoping to play with like guys like Eric, you know, but they're on the A team and they're all fit and doing well and stuff like that. And I noticed that going to that tournament, um, I noticed how happy they were. Um, they were fit. They were happy. They seemed to be like enjoying who they were and what they were doing in their lives. Um, and I noticed that that wasn't me anymore. I used to have something like that. It felt like ages ago and it wasn't me anymore. Um, and so I started talking to these guys and, 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 you know, Eric contacts me and says, Hey, can I put you in touch with my brother, Kyle? And I go, you know what, why don't you do that? Why, why don't you, why don't you send me his number and stuff? I want to get in touch with, uh, with Kyle. That's fine. And, um, Kyle calls me up and we have a chat and everything. And I'm, I'm thinking going into this, this is just another fitness program. And I've done some fitness programs and stuff like that before. And it never works for me because all those fitness programs seem to be, geared towards your selfishness of making your body nicer and that's not who i am i can't i can't do stuff for me unless they're gluttonous and toxic for me that seems <laughs> to be the easy thing to do for me but unless it's that i don't do it for me like if i gotta work hard i never work hard for myself um and i and Kyle kind of presented this at a different way. He was like, Hey, you know, uh, the fitness is just the outside thing. Um, you're going to get that. But, um, what you're going to be is you're going to be an awesome dad. What you're going to be is you're going to be an awesome husband. What you're going to be is you're going to be an awesome, you know, teacher, this, that, and because you're going to learn how to be those things and your body is going to grow with your mind and your spirit. And I, I can't, I, I was like, Oh, cool. You know, I, I talked to him. Um, and I was like, let me call you back and I'll let you know if I want to do the program. And, and I, I hung up with them and like five minutes later, I sent them a message. I said, yeah, I, I don't even know why I, I said I needed time to think about this. I don't need time to think about this. I need this. Um, I need to be a better human being. I need to be a better father to my kids. I need to be a better husband to my wife. Um, I need to be a better teacher to my students than what I was giving. Um, 
and I, as I told my students at the end of the last year, you know, I started this up in December. And so by you know, June, I'm telling my students, I say, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I said, I, I only gave you half of a year of me becoming a better person. I gave you a half of a year of me just being a garbage human being. And I apologize for that. Um, Let's go. I, so, you know, and, and I kind of, you know, I kind of been giving that to my wife and my kids as well. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's kind of where I was at. I mean, depression and everything was hitting low and uh, I needed to get out of it. So that's where I got on board. Amazing. Rad. Okay. So you go through the program, you, I mean, you, you instantly w- went after it. What do you think the biggest change in your life was that you experienced and how quickly did it come on? Was it in the beginning? You know, what, what would you say there? Oh man, there's a lot of big changes. Um, uh, well, sequence of kind of pivotal points. Um, first pivotal point was the, the acceptance of um, the struggle I was going to go through. Um, I, I was, it was hurting at the beginning. It took about like four to six weeks and it finally hit that, you know what? Accept it. It's, it's going to be the way you're going to live because that's who you're going to be. You're going to live in this. Um, and that was kind of a big point because it kind of turned the corner of like my, I was able to get up earlier and I started pushing my limits even harder. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to go through it. You know, um, the next big point was kind of when my wife got on board, uh, she was not on board and very unhappy with me for joining up. Um, because I, I didn't talk to her about the cost or anything like that. And she was like, I, you just threw away all that money. You're, you know, and she told me I wasn't going to do it, this and that, uh, because of the, all the behaviors I've had before and all the thing I've shown her before, I would have been the guy that didn't commit. Um, and, uh, and about probably about three months in when she started seeing that I was staying with it, um, she started accepting and being on board with it as well and noticing how much it was changing me and how I was handling, how I was handling my honesty. Um, I, w- I always had trouble being honest with my wife. You know, uh, I would be, I, you know, I would know in my heart that I, I wasn't living up to what I could and I would do, you know, some stupid thing and I would try to hide it. Um, And she noticed I wasn't trying to do that anymore. Um, And I was just constantly staying consistent. You know, I was consistent and consistent. Same time, every single morning, on the weekends, um, doing the exact same things. Um, And she was just like, like, what else could you possibly be doing except for this? Um, And the way I was talking to her, the way I was talking to my kids, uh, that was kind of a huge pivotal point of going, this is working um, and I need more. So that, that breakdown, having that better connection with my wife has really been a big, um, a big growth for me. Um, and uh, that, 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 that makes it all worth it right there. Just the one relationship makes it worth it. Let's dig into that a little more. I love that. You said something about how you weren't, you weren't 
weren't able to be honest with your wife before, and now you are. So why couldn't you be honest with your wife prior to this program? And why, what, how did that change? Um, I, I, it really comes down to kind of shame. Um, I, was, I, I, I was ashamed of what I, what I was doing, what I was, uh, who I was. Um, and I was ashamed of what I was giving her. She didn't deserve that person. Um, you know, she, uh, my wife works her ass off. She's an, uh, an emergency room RN and she's constantly dealing with BS every single day with just, you know, people and all their problems and stuff like that. And, uh, she takes the brunt of it and, and, and then she comes home and, and the person she was dealing with was just another one of her like semi-rude patients, um, and, and she didn't deserve that. She worked too, you know, she works hard and um, she needs, she deserves coming home to somebody that, uh, that, that, you know, cares and that can, you know, provide her support. And I, I wasn't that person. I was causing her more stress. Um, and, uh, and so I would hide it, you know, I would hide the stupid things that I would do, you know, I, I would, and that would, um, that would, it would always linger, you know, it, 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 you know, eventually you hide stuff long enough, it comes out and then it's a big explosive fight and you, because it's on you and you, you become defensive in your walls. And, you know, we've talked about this during the, during the marriage parts and everything. And you're just like, it, it just, it's a big blowout and it just, it's cyclic as well. It, it happens all the time. You're like, I don't know why I can't get out of this. Um, and now I feel like I am. I'm like, I'm out of it. I don't have to deal with that Woo! anymore. <laughs> so it's beautiful, yeah. bro. So, okay. You were in that position. At what point in the program did that change though? Like how quickly did that come on? Was it a certain event? Was it a certain discussion with your wife? Was it a countenance that you provided her? Was it something she noticed? Because it's something you changed in yourself right? That you, was it just that you didn't have to lie anymore because you weren't doing things she disagreed with or, or were you just able to confidently share with her what you believed you needed to do? That, that, that second part right there, that was kind of the turning point. Uh, the turning point was when she was, um, something came up and, uh, and it was, it was about doing superhuman fathers and stuff. It was my early wake-ups. You know, I was starting to wake up 2.30, uh, 2.45 in the morning. Um, and she got at it. She got upset with me because it was in the evening and I kind of exploded on my kids. I was exhausted. Um, and she got upset with me. She's like, this program is hurting you more. Like, sure, you're getting into shape and stuff. And she said, sure, you're, but, but you're snappy with your kids. And I get it because my wife has been in that place where she's gotten four or five hours of sleep for weeks on end and been snappy with the kids. And she's like, I, you're hurting this, you're hurting your relationship with your kids. And I heard her say that. And I didn't get defensive about it. It was that first time I kind of went, I hear you. You're right. I was snappy with them. And my problem isn't my early wake up. I told her, I'm, I'm sorry, my problem isn't my early wake up. I believe in that early wake up. I'm doing it. My problem is I'm not strong enough yet to, to not snap at the kids. Today, I wasn't. Um, 
tomorrow I'll be stronger. Tomorrow I'll be just as tired. I said, tomorrow I won't be snappy with them. Tomorrow I'm going to care for them and I'm going to do it the right, right way. And, and we kind of got into it a little bit, but it, what would have became a defensive explosive because I believed so much in what I was doing. Um, I was just like, no, I'm going to work at this. I'm going to get five hours of sleep and I'm going to rock fatherhood. I am going to do it. Um, cause I can't, I know I can't. Um, and she kind of absorbed it and took it and you know, again, it, you go through years of being one person. I know I could see it in her that she's like, okay, if you're saying so, you've already kind of made some transformation changes. So maybe you can on this one, but she doesn't truly believe it. Um, but she lets me go on it. And, and that was kind of the first time that uh, I recognized that she was like, oh, okay, she's on board with this. Oh, okay, she's starting to see the changes in me. Um, and I got a long way to go. Um, my kids are the hardest part. I was actually just talking to one of my friends uh, who we were like trying to be awesome fathers, showing, showing each other how good we were at fathers. It was like a competition because we don't see each other all the time. And he had mentioned something about them. And I said, could you imagine if uh, we tried to impress our wives with our awesome fatherhood as much as we just tried to impress each other with it? I'm like, we would be awesome at it all the time because our wives are constantly around. And, uh, and we we're like, that's it. That's the deal right there. We're going to try to do that. We're going to just impress our wives with how awesome we are at being fathers, um, which means we're not allowed to explode. We're not allowed, you know, so um, it's still a big work in process. I, that's my big relationship goal is like, I've got to have that patience all the time. Um, and it's tough. My, my kids can really irk me. <laughs> uh, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard, I think. And uh, I just love the confidence that you are putting off right now. And I know that, like, I, fe I felt that, man. Like I, I can actually concur 100% because I was a man at which I know my wife looked at me and was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that, that's the way you felt. Oops. <laughs> you know what I mean? And dude, that confidence when you're able to just be like, I just love that so much where you heard, you said the most powerful statement I think you made in there was for the first time you didn't react defensively. You heard her, you reflective, you held the line, you know, in, in line with your conscience and values. And she saw, she saw the, that confident man that she wanted and needed. I, I, I was so savage, bro. I just thank you for teaching me that. I'm going to remember that. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to, you know, just hear my wife, hear her and give her that. Let's go. Okay. Man, that was so good. It got me all cheered up, bro. Okay. I got to figure out where the next question is. Okay, let's go with this one. And you may have already touched on this. I'm going to skip this one. We'll come back to it. I'm going to go here. If you were starting the program and you can go back and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Or any information. Um, one piece of advice, one piece of information. If I was to go back and start it from the beginning or at some part of the beginning, um, 
man, uh, I, I, follow it. Like the, I, I think I did it the right way. Like follow exactly the way you feel. Um, I dived into this with a feeling. I dived into this with Kyle just hanging up the phone with me and me going five minutes later. I don't know what I'm, I don't know why I need time to think. I, I need this. It was a feeling. It felt so right to do it. Um, every single day built into it. It was just this feeling that I was doing the right thing. Um, just following that like consciousness. Um, Kyle actually put it one way before. He's like, he's like, you sound like you just needed somebody to tell you you were allowed to live this way. And I'm like, yeah, I did. I needed somebody hey. to make it okay. So listen, every time I've had a really good coach in my life or a mentor, they took their belief and, and they, they looked at my life and they, they saw boundaries that I put on myself, just the way I was raised, like that I just collected over years. And they, they reach in and they give you belief and they shatter all the walls around you. And that right there, um, that's key to having great impact on other people. And number two, everyone, please listen to this. The feeling, this is, this is the ultimate attribute of an action taker and someone that creates and impacts the world. They have that feeling. That voice is like, take action. We're trained to make excuses. <laughs> the man that makes great change like this just goes. Doesn't think about the risk, just pulls the trigger. Look at our guys that, you guys all have stories, especially signing up for this, where you're just like, like, F it, I'm doing it, let's go. Do that in every part of your life. Every idea you have, a thought crosses your mind, take action. Just do it. Thank you for sharing that, man. That's so massive. Yeah. So that, 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 that's exactly, you actually articulated that a little bit better than I was thinking. It was, it was this feeling. And if I was to go back and give myself some advice is stick with that feeling, go with that feeling. It's okay. You're going to live through it and you're going to get stronger through it. Um, and I, I followed that feeling every day uh, unconsciously. I didn't even know what I was doing until I look back on it and go, I just kind of went with it. Uh, and I didn't ask questions. I didn't ask questions of Kyle. I didn't ask questions of, of, of Ryan. I, they, said, they said, do it this way. I said, Roger that. Let's go. Uh, that's, I'm going to do that. And then I just started doing stuff on my own because I felt right to do it. Um, and then I find out later on that, hey, hey, getting up at 2.30 in the morning ain't necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, you know, uh, pushing harder in the gym isn't really a bad thing. And then I find out other guys are doing it. Like I started doing reading because for some reason, reading felt right and listening to more books felt right. And then I find out other guys are doing it, you know, and they're posting stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, like these things feel right because everybody else who's growing is doing these things as well. So it must feel right to them. So it was kind of confirmation. Um, and uh, yeah, it, when you do that, that your creativity starts flowing, your, your, your power starts flowing. You, you get into these moments of, uh, of, of like momentum. 
where you're just like you're being carried in this zone and it's it's so fantastic it, i mean I, the only other times i felt that i've never really felt that in life i have felt that in sports that zone area um but i start feeling it in life a little bit i go to the gym and i'm like holy cow i got this momentum behind me in the gym and then i leave and i got these ideas flying and i'm like i got this momentum in my ideas and then I walk into my classroom and I just start saying stuff to my students. And I got these ideas that are coming through and these students are like captured by it. And it's not even math because, you know, math is just one piece. Um, but, you one know. One more it, interruption. It, Do you hear yeah. this? This is called alignment. This is called taking your mask off, being real, and aligning your life with your true self. This is the power you get from the universe to impact others. This is it right here soak it up sorry i'm i have to say something else too i love the phrase be the discipline like don't have discipline be the discipline and so what i've seen with through justin is it's for everybody else and so as he lives this way he lights everybody else on fire, even his students, when it has nothing to do with this program, but it has everything to do with it because they can see it. They can see. He just, he just talked about that flow state, that flow state that you get when you have purpose, like on a, foot, a football team, you have a dialed new purpose. It's dialed in. Why wouldn't we live our lives like that? Why wouldn't we live our lives like that? Why would we wait for it to, you know, there are people that sit on the couch and only get that feeling watching sports. They don't even know you're playing it. Then there's the other level, playing the sports. Well, what if we made being the most badass, successful father our sport? Let's go. Keep going, Justin. You're killing it, bro. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that I mean, I think I kind of goes over that one question of what would I give that advice? Um, is that feeling get, be okay with it. Um, embrace it, embrace the feeling that, that you have, that you're doing the right thing. Um, and, and when, when you don't, when you have that feeling that you're doing the wrong thing, uh, evaluate, why does it feel wrong? Are you being selfish? Um, if so, <laughs> cause I've had that feeling too. I, I think probably one of your next questions are what are the biggest struggles? Um, and I have, I, I have dived into some selfishness occasionally through this. Uh, you know, I, I, I start thinking about, you know, I, I, you, whether it's food or whatever, it's, there might be um, food, there might be, um, you know, limiting myself on an exercise, there might be getting a little extra rest, there might be um, wanting to just sit down. My kids are asking me to do something while my wife is asking me to do something. Um, and it, it, none of them ask me to do anything rigorous. They just want my company. Um, and I find myself going at selfishness sometimes. And I do get that feeling that I did something, especially if I hung with it. Like if I didn't, if I didn't take action on their request to build my relationship with them, I later on feel that guilt and I, I, it felt wrong. And I'm like, darn it, that's, I should have worked on that. I should have, that was the moment. And that kind of hit a new epiphany of like, when, when my mind says, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, I got to go do that. I got to go do that thing. My mom Woo! just, my, my mind just said, 
don't do that. You, you don't want to do that. I go, no, I get, I'm going to. Just because I said I don't want to, I'm going to go do that. So, um, and that was kind of my last big one. My last big like, oh, moment where I'm like, okay, hit another level right there. <laughs> and this is fun. How in your, I guess you kind of just answered it. Because the question goes like, how do you, how are you in a space to be present enough to identify those moments? Um, not always, uh, not always in that space. And uh, I notice I get further. So um, I, I guess the best way to put it, it's, it's like being near a campfire, right? Uh, when you're in that space, you're closer to the fire, you're warm, it feels good. Um, but, but when it does feel good, you feel okay to stray away from it. So you walk away from the fire and as you walk away from the fire, you, you do start feeling colder, but you don't know it in the moment. It takes a while for that coldness to hit you. And you're like, darn it. Why did I go away from the fire? I was warm there. I was in the place. I was with everybody. It was so much lighter there and better there. I got to get back to the fire. Um, so I've moved in and out and you do, you fluctuate, it, you know, you're like, you're hot and cold. And I felt that. And that's one of these times where I go, okay, where do I start? And I never knew I felt this in the past, but I never knew what to do with it. And it always goes back to that discipline. So I always say when I feel cold and I'm away from that fire, I'm lacking on a discipline somewhere. somewhere I'm screwing up on discipline and I need a hammer. And it might just be a little tweak somewhere where I'm like, you know, uh, and I, I might be waking up at, you know, I might be like, turning my, I, I find that I turn my, there's some mornings I'm so exhausted. I hit my alarm and I, my feet don't hit the ground. If my feet hit the ground, I'm up, but my feet don't hit the ground. And then I wake up, like I was supposed to get up at two 45 and I wake up at four o'clock and I'm like, darn it. You know? And I get upset. Um, and if I do that a couple of days in a row, that's a lack in my discipline because I, I shouldn't do that a couple of days in a row. I know myself, maybe one day was a mistake and or more of like, Oh, you were just that darn exhausted. Um, or, you know, I, it, it happened this last time on the gain. Um, it is so, I, I think the gain is way harder than the cut. Um, <laughs> the, the cut, you get into the zone of just you know, embracing hunger. Um, the gain, especially right now that I'm on so much, I like the carbs just keep on going up. And even this week, I'm like, gosh, I still haven't gained weight. Um, and I'm just like, I want to eat everything, not just the carbohydrates. <laughs> so, so it's very difficult to, I think it's more difficult to stay in that discipline of going, no, you can't eat everything because you've already pretty much hit your fats. You've pretty much already hit your proteins. You need the carbohydrates. Go eat an apple, go eat a banana, go eat mango, go eat salad. You know, and these things like you eat them and you're like, man, it, it just didn't hit the way I wanted it to, which is a selfish thing. It was a craving that I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, I, I do find that I go through these periods of this, uh, this, this in and out of knowing where I'm at. Um, and if I find I get cold, um, focus on a discipline, focus on it. And Ryan actually said something uh, a, a couple meetings back um, he brought back up non-negotiable. I, I tend to start forgetting about the non-negotiable because when you do them for so long, they just become practice. 
that you sometimes lose track that you might not have actually followed through with it all the time. So, um, I, you know, if you start feeling yourself getting cold or something doesn't feel right, did I hit my non-negotiables? Did I hit my macros? Did I hit my discipline? And you'll start finding little pieces where you didn't. And you're like, oh, let's get back into it. And then you're bringing yourself right back to that fire. You'll get that momentum going again. And then you're filling, you're filling that zone. And again, the creativity comes back. The, the energy comes back. Yeah, I give myself the goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> okay. So let's say you're, we're, we're, we're actually coming up to the fire for the first time. Okay. Like we're just experiencing it. How, how, if you're someone that hasn't quite gotten to the bonfire yet, what, what would you say are the steps they need to take to, to get there? Like in the present moment, now, this might be a weird question. We're getting into your figurative no, brain yeah, here, but, yeah, no, but you know, no. does it make sense? I, I, I see what you mean. You know, um, uh, I personally, hey, but, okay. So what happened? Is everybody okay first off? No, Ellie, I was not, uh, I said it was a bad idea to let okay. But then Ellie said, no, bring fine. And I said, let me go tell Is that. everybody in the house? Yeah, and they're just like destroying it. Okay, let everybody know that if they whatever mess they make, they'll have to be picking up. Okay. Now I had to fix the Can you give me like ten more minutes, buddy? Superhuman father, do you want to sit down with me real quick? The house is destroyed. <laughs> you want to sit down with me right now? This is an Olympic oh. moment right here, dude. Multitasking like a show, savage. Show, show, show them your, your muscles, bud. You've been Let's working go. on yours too, right? Yeah, there you go. Boom! How? Anyway, so let me, let, me, let me finish that thought. Uh, so it, when I hear this, um, it gives me this. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't take, it didn't take me very much to get close to that fire. Uh, I jumped right into it. And I would say if you're having trouble getting close to that fire, if you're having trouble, I, I would venture to guess there is some type of fear um, stopping you from getting closer. Um, you know, just like any fire, it's hot. Um, and you don't know how hot it's going to be the closer you get to it. Cause, but you do know the closer you get to it, you are going to get hotter and it is going to get hotter. Um, and I, there might be a fear. Um, and I, I would say the one thing I didn't do is I, I didn't fear. I just trusted that this was going to work. Um, I didn't ask, I didn't, I didn't fear. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even discuss it with my wife, which I'm glad I didn't actually. It's the one thing I'm like, boy, I'm glad I followed on that one. Cause she would have tried to gear me away from it just because of, uh, just because of money alone. And, um, go ahead. Um, and, and, uh, but, I. I, I would have ventured to guess that if you're getting, if you're having trouble finding that fire, finding that zone, um, I, I would venture to guess that there's probably a fear and find that fear and then be fearless against it. You know, you, you're, you're going to have to find ways to, uh, to overcome um, and believe in yourself. Um, or at least, even if you don't believe in yourself yet, um, take the chance because you will eventually, you'll get there. Wow. Okay. Uh, I don't even, I'm speechless and feeling very grateful right now. 
we know that your kids are maybe need their dad pretty soon. I'm going to take one moment to say one thing and then we'll take any questions. Okay. I want you guys to think about what he just said. That was so fire, no pun intended. Okay. I mean, that was money. <laughs> and I want you to think about where the fire is for you that you're straying away from. Is it when you're so hungry because you're about to break through your plateau and there's that moment that you have to decide to follow through or you're going to break you you're going to break your macros and not break through the plateau because you were you didn't get close enough to the fire you stepped away from it is it what justin just showed us with the kids right patience love kindness even when you're tired with your wife stick next to the fire boys absolutely epic all right any questions chad davis says how does his wife feel about him being dangerously handsome now? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go. So, let's hear it. Let's so, hear it. So th this is some Cover your stuff. kids' um, ears. Uh, my, so my wife loves showing me off now. I'll tell you that. She, she like, once she loves to travel, but she's even more engaged on, like, let's go to pools. Let's go to the beach. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Uh, she loves showing me off. Uh, she hasn't felt that way since we were in college because I was still playing division one water polo when we got married. Um, and, and I was, you know, I was good looking then. Um, but yeah, no, she's, uh, she hasn't done that since, um, on top of that, uh, she does get very, for those of you that have wives like this, my wife's an RN. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of like medical science knowledge in her brain that, uh, I, that I might be going against. Um, and she gets very nervous about certain things like my five o'clock, you know, five, five hours of sleep a night. Um, she's nervous that at, at 60 years old, that I'm going to have like a heart attack or a stroke because of years of doing five hours of sleep. Um, but I do know that because of my consistencies, she's able to be more uh, she is able to be more, um, you know, in a conversation with me and I'm able to be more in a conversation with her. And, and that's something that we're getting better and better at practice that. So it's going to go on for a lifetime. Um, and, uh, sure. You know, at some point your body does slow down a little bit. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that point when that point comes. Um, but until Not then, yet, bro, Not yet, bro. Yeah. Until then, we'll, we'll just keep <laughs> on going. <laughs> Straight fire. Any other questions? All right. Should we, Dude, should I, we I, I, oh, I don't have any, I don't have any questions. I just wanted to say, Dude, I, I appreciate the uh, the honesty and the vulnerability, man. I I, uh, I related to a lot of things you said. Um, I kind of related to the, you know, it took me a couple months to get dialed into this. Oh, hold on, Corey. Hold on. I was going to, I literally was going to call on you next to talk. This is crazy. Just go yes. on. Hell yeah. Yes. This is exactly what we're going to talk about, dude. Lay it on us. I want to know what wait. changed, why. Let's go. Yeah, wavelength, wavelength, bro. Um, I no, I just I appreciate the vulnerability because I relate to that. I think I spent you know probably two or three months making excuses. I'd be really good for like three, four, 
days. And then I would just, I would always have an excuse. You know, I was, I was too busy at work. Uh, I didn't sleep enough. Uh, I was too stressed at work. Um, you know, I was moving. Uh, I got in an argument with my wife. Um, you know, I had all these excuses why I couldn't be consistent. And uh, man, I, I started to hate myself. Like, like I'd be rude, you know, rude and, and kind of, you know, just a jerk to my wife or my kids. And she would call me out on it. And, you know, I'd get frustrated or mad. And it was, it was, it was because I felt bad about myself. So I think, you know, there's probably, we probably could talk for two hours about the, the, uh, the psychology of that, of that sentiment. But, but anyways, man, I, I just appreciate your vulnerability, your honesty, because, you know, the last three weeks, I, I've only been pretty consistent for two and a half weeks now. And I can already tell that there's a big, big change in my life, just the way I feel about myself, which allows me to be the person I want to be for my wife and my kids. Um, and this, and, this and is profound about myself. This is profound. Yeah. This is the center of the philosophy of superhuman fathers right here. You just tapped it. You just figured yeah. it out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's taken a lot of uh, encouragement. You know, I've had, uh, you know, uh, Ryan has been like literally in my ear for three months, just not in a, not in a brash or harsh way, but like, like just, Hey, he's like, I'm always here. I'm going to always keep encouraging you. And then, you know, a couple other buddies, Riley and Chris, that just, uh, that, that, you know, they, they've seen the fire, they've lived the fire and they know that, Hey, you gotta live it. You have to live it. So, appreciate the honesty and the uh, vulnerability, man. Wow. And Justin, please let us know when your book of analogies and parables comes out. I would like to buy that. <laughs> I love that fire analogy. That's that's awesome. He's always got um, a good one. Yeah, I'm borrowing that one for sure. Um. All right, let's close it up, guys. Uh, by the way, we have to share this with the world, guys. Like, we, we must. Like, this has to go rampant. It, it, in fact, these tra Transformation Tuesdays, we have to turn them into a podcast because anyone that listens to these will change their lives. Like, it's just incredible. We, we have to. Yeah. I, uh, I accidentally shared it today. I, uh, I saw a guy at the gym today that I haven't seen. I mean, he doesn't come to the gym every day like I do, right? And I think I saw him in February, maybe like right when I first signed up, he was working on a bench and I needed the bench and whatever. I saw him today and he said, hey, do you have a brother who weighs a little bit more than you? I said, no, 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 no. I do not have a fat twin brother. That was me, <laughs> sir. And he was like, oh, what are you? he's like, what are you doing? And I told him, you know, Superhuman Fathers and I sent him the Facebook page. So, We'll see. His name is Gus. So we'll see if he shows up. But it was it was pretty comical. I love it, man. Amazing. We, we are we are the walking representative of the message as we as we have our transformation. If you doubt at all your impact, please put that to bed. Thousands are coming because of you individually. So if you don't. Their lives are going to be shit, and it's your fault. No, no big deal.
No, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I, I can't wait to share this, this particular discussion with Justin, with the world. Like I, like we have to, we have to put his, his analogies out there. We have to put his voice. Like he's amazing. Like he's it. The epitome of what a superhuman father is. Amen to that. Hey, hey thank you guys. I actually, I, I do not, I do need to get to my kids. They've been waiting very yeah, long. Do. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate I, you guys' time and, and thank you for inviting me to, you know, share my, uh, my two cents, you know. Right on, Justin, that, my boy. Thanks, Thanks, Justin. Appreciate right. it. Thank you guys. so much, Justin. Thank Keep you. Keep getting after it. Let's go. See it two forty-five. I don't know. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. The school. The school year will be back to two thirty. Baby step. <laughs> baby steps for me here. I'm. I'm going for the four thirty still. Baby steps for me. But baby. Okay, baby course. steps is good. <laughs> baby steps is good. Progressive. Little bit at a time. That's right. Th thanks, fellas. Wow. See ya. Ah. All right, boys. Um. Wow. Wow. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm I'm overwhelmed. Like I don't I don't even know. Yeah. This is this is an amazing life, an amazing adventure. And um, thanks everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. We'll catch you guys tomorrow night on the in the book club. Yeah, I'll see you in the book club. We'll see what happens. Dude, there. Ryan. Bro. Yes, Chad, you monster. Our Dude, are we are we are we doing the book tomorrow, or are we? Doing I, the I pod? never sent out the podcast, dude. I you sent it out, but I mean, should I send it out tonight? Just be like, get it. I, I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry, and I haven't even. No, listened no, no. To it's it. all good. No, no it's not just, okay. I said I would. Uh, Ryan, it, Ryan maybe if it's you would like... get up earlier, you'd have dude. time to do some shit. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> if I got up at two forty-five. Dude, this podcast, though, everyone, everyone's listened to it, has loved it. This one episode that Chad, um, dude, I have, I have it in my, I have it in my mix. I haven't, I haven't watched, listened to it yet. Yeah, I need to. So fire. So, well, you tell me, Chad. Do you want? Should we just want to talk about it tomorrow? Just we just go for dude, it. Dude, it's a, it's an easy listen. Once you start it, you won't be able to stop it. So, like, yeah, I listen gotta, to it. It's really good. You got you got to power through that sucker and just like listen to the content. And you'll. You'll be able to freestyle off that sucker for hours. All right, dude. Let's just we'll, we'll I'll have I'll have double. Okay, hey, you're still in here. I'll chat chat actually. Can you repost the podcast again? Dude, I'm on it. I'm on repost it. Repost it and be like, hey, Ryan failed. We'll forgive him. <laughs> Say we'll I'm forgive him. Hold him but, Hold but, accountable. You, but you need to listen to this. And so I'll have something from the book as well, just you know. But we'll we'll okay. focus it around the podcast, and I'll listen to that. I'll listen to it. Yeah. Um, I'll listen I'll by 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 Zoom time. It will have been listened to. Yeah, and dude, like, let's be honest. Like, it all it all it all parlays into the pot the book anyway. I mean, it's all it's all kind of weaved mm -hmm. in there. That's why it was so good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Fire so. and two thirty three. What are we two two thirty? Are we we're going we're where are we at, dog? Dude, I'm so bad at waking up early that I literally. No, I'm go talking to bed about your weight on. Sometimes. No, I'm oh. talking about your weight. <laughs> no, no, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm like in the two th low two thirties. Yeah. Dude, two twenties yeah. are coming, bro. I Dang. know. That is so. I fun. know. I'm, 
I'm kicking myself. That conversation about uh, getting held to the fire a little bit, I was like, oh, I feel convicted. <laughs> hey, me too, bro. You're supposed to. <laughs> Come on, we all do. Even, I bet funny, you, dude. You know who else felt convic- convicted? Justin. That's why he said it. Because yeah. you know, hey, uh, right, right before that, I ate one tiny little extra piece of. Uh, I saw you. I, I saw you chewing on something. I knew it was beef jerky. Wasn't it was tri- it? No, it's tri-tip. I I ate oh. the butt of the tri-tip, and I didn't measure it. I was like, I, I told, I told I was like, oh, dang, bro. Dang the Zoom, too. Dude, most likely it was only 15 grams. Dude, just log that crap. Yep, Kyle, you know this is recorded, right? Uh Uh-oh, the world knows. (laughs) Hey, man, I I suffer and struggle just like you guys, man. (laughs) All right, boys. Hey, Chad, post post that podcast again, okay? And hey, call everybody out when you do it. Like, hey, okay, everyone needs to listen to this. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it too. On it. Okay? All right. All right. Good love on your families, boys. Peace out. Peace. I hope you enjoyed this transformation from superhuman fathers. And one thing I want you to know is that anyone can do this. Yes, even you. Go to superhumanfathers.com and apply for the brotherhood right now. I've gone from, say, probably drinking four days a week and uh, I was off four days a week to drinking every day I'm home um, and fast food, breakfast burritos, nachos, um, donuts. I had a nickname at work. They called me Donut Fucker. Uh, sorry the foul language, but that was my nickname. Uh, wonder why I got it, right? That guy likes donuts. Surprise. Um, but that's grit all in, right? And then typical alpha dudes at the fire department, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's see, Mike's going to lose weight, give it a week, give it two weeks, see what happens. And uh, cold turkey, everything, no alcohol, no cheat meals, no cheat days, um, no breaks. Edited by Gage Sanderson.